Hello, and welcome to Liberate Your Soul, a podcast designed to quiet the inner imposter, awaken you to truths known within all of us, so that you can discover your purpose, heal heart wounds, and find where you fit in to feel whole and allow you to make positive, lasting impact on the world. I'm your host, Kelly Pierce, a certified business and personal coach. I help top performers find their authentic selves in order to come from a confident decision-making place. As a fellow seeker, I have found that liberating the soul enables anyone to transition from anxiety to acceptance. It is my hope to provide you with inspiration and tools to help you feel confident, joyful, and loved. To learn more or to connect with me, go to www.quantumhighways.com. Hello, and welcome back to Liberate Your Soul, Healing the Heart. Today, we have got so much to cover about being chosen, picking, uh, experiences, whether or not you were picked last or close to last on the kickball team, or maybe it was the proverbial kickball team. Right now, it's, uh, it's the end of July in 2020, and COVID has had so many people out of work, And um, it can just feel really like feelings of rejection when you're looking for a job and you're out there just putting your resume out there. I know for me, um, there's just a lot of transitions going on right now. And I was talking in the last episode about polarity, how there's different opposite effects of things and how to transform that and really deal with the vibrations that can be on opposite ends of the spectrum. And just like everything, when we talk about something and we think we have it kind of solidified and packaged up in a neat deal, it can come back in a different format, just as a reminder that, nope, the law still applies. So today we're going to talk about choosing yourself above all else. When I was a kid, I was kind of chunky. I didn't grow vertically until I was in high school. So I was a little, you know, I had the weight, but I didn't have the height. (laughs) So maybe that's you too. Um, And my peers, they could sense that. And so they they tended to pick me as one of the uh, few remaining people on any sports team. Now, I wasn't bad at sports, mind you. It was just my physical appearance didn't lend me to being the fastest or uh, most skillful at whatever sport it was. I wasn't dead last, but if you're dead last, it's okay. We're going to talk about it. When someone doesn't pick you first or within the first few people, you kind of start getting nervous when you're a kid. And I'm thinking like seven, eight years old, and the realization starts to sink in like, why aren't they picking me? Like, this is a strange feeling. It didn't exactly feel good. But for me, I didn't exactly feel bad either. Because it didn't really matter that much to me. I knew that these games were just that. They were just little kids' games. Now, maybe I'm thinking too much about being a thoughtful little girl, but truly, 
I had an old soul in a young heart. The simplicity of what makes someone happy, and it doesn't involve overcomplicating being picked, it, it truly can be that you validate yourself and you never feel um, the need for that external validation. When you constantly seek approval from other people and you are looking for someone else to tell you you're good enough or you're smart enough or you're pretty or you're going to make the team and you just rely on that and that becomes your identity as you're growing up, then as you become older, you still go and seek that praise from an external source. And it almost becomes a disadvantage for those kids who were picked first for the team or who always fit into whatever crowd they were in. I moved uh, from Southern California to Northern California at pivotal age in life. Like my parents decided now's a good time, like middle school. Um, the riots were happening. Nowadays, riots happen all the time, all over the world. But in that time of uh, period of time, it was particularly dangerous in Southern California where we were living. We were in the suburbs, but it was still spreading out pretty far. When I moved, I had a chance to start a new identity, and yet it was different in that it was a tiny little town we moved to, and everyone still needed to have that role that they played. They needed to be able to say, um, this is who I am, I'm either, you know, whatever social hierarchy middle school kids have, which I'm sure you remember your middle school years and your perception, right? Having to rely on external validation or not rely on it, which, you know, being picked kind of last for the teams, I didn't rely on that external validation. I knew that I was good and smart and funny and kind outside of sports. So I didn't have this hang up or strange feeling about meeting other people. I was shy. I was really very shy and didn't really open up and go extrovert to people. In fact, I wasn't like full extrovert until after high school even, but I, I wasn't rude either. I mean, I would smile and speak to you when spoken to. Um, But I had this knowing that we were never really alone in this universe, that there are forces unseen that are greater that are in this world all around us at all times. It wasn't that I fully, I suppose, embodied. It wasn't that I fully embodied this knowledge and, uh, you know, as a 12-year-old, walked around seeing spirits because I had stuffed that away when I was about eight years old and had a really scary experience. So it really um, didn't um, occur to my conscious mind that that was what was happening. But I just had a confidence. I just had a quiet knowing and didn't really bother me. Going into that concept of unseen forces, we will, in our everyday life, be motivated to do things and to go places. Maybe we have all of a sudden urge to wear this particular outfit, even though it's a little too special for where we were going. 
even when we don't feel like it, we're like, why am I still going to this thing or doing that, uh, you know, commitment that I, I know I can get out of it, but I'm going anyways, or maybe I'm staying late at work and I'm not even getting paid, but it's those motivators, those little whispers to our subconscious that I feel are the unseen divine influencing our lives for the better. Let me give you an example. One time I was working and I was working three jobs to put myself back through college and I I was working late at one. I was off the clock uh, to finish up some tasks and I really wanted to get home and get some sleep because I had to get up at 5.30 the next day to be at my other job. The woman who sat there, she was the supervisor's wife or something. She was like, you're a very smart girl. She said, what are you doing working here? I said, well, I'm going to school. I need to pay for it. And she said, tell you what, why don't you come to my work and apply? drop my name and give them your application. And so I did. Now, if I hadn't have stayed and listened to that voice and done what I did, I wouldn't have had the opportunity that made my next 17 year career happen. Were they always fair? Was it always awesome? No, (laughs) but they did give me an opportunity to build an awesome resume. They paid for a lot of my schooling and certifications and you name it. They helped me to uh, put me at the leadership table and formulate a lot of the knowledge that I have today. So that patience, the resilience, the knowingness, the intuitiveness, Allowing life to happen and not worrying if you get picked last because you can always be content wherever you are, whether you're first on the kickball team or last, wherever you are in life, or something better will come along when you're just standing on the sidelines is a powerful, powerful set of skills to have received from the experience of just simply learning to be content and validating yourself. Not giving your power to someone else to make you feel worthy. Not giving your power away to lose the core of who you know you are. Not giving up your peace for a fleeting little game. Knowing that there's more to life than that. That, to me, is true unswerving, unconditional power accepting what is, what is to come, and that there's plenty more where that came from. Now, I remember I mentioned that I was um, a slight little girl. I was really short. I was small, and I was underestimated as a result of that. So even in my new life at this new school, they underestimated my abilities, and I tried out for the basketball team. I didn't make it. I was too short. My dad had taught me from a really young age the power of visualization. And he knew that I would really want to do some things in my life and that I might be met with adversity or challenges. But see, my dad's super smart. He has an engineering mind and he can do anything. 
I once told a little girl on the playground that my dad can fix anything when her little plastic barrette broke. And um, sure enough, my dad's like, I don't know how to fix this to my mom. And they figured out a way to fix it because her dad can fix anything. And there was no way they were going to let down that little girl. Her name was Desiree. I won't forget. Anyways, by visualizing the baskets, he knew that basketball players oftentimes would visualize the exercise, visualize the sports that they were playing and see themselves succeeding many, many times over before they completed the sport. And it's been scientifically proven that actually visualizing and doing the sport and the thing would exercise the same regions of the brain that physically doing it would complete it. Um, so in other words, the muscles that your arm and your shoulders would, and your back muscles that would get workouts from actually dribbling and making the baskets would be done are seemingly being attuned to making the baskets when you visualize it over and over again. And because I really wanted to get on that basketball team, I visualized myself making the basket a swish every single time before I tried out. Now, the coach or whatever you would have called, I guess it would be coach and assistant coach, they didn't give me much play time because... I was short and they had a lot of tall girls and so such is life. However, I knew that I would have a great layup. I knew that I could make a two-pointer and a three-pointer from anywhere on the court because I had seen myself do it so many times. Now in life, <laughs> I'm still not that tall. I'm only five foot three and a half. Luckily, I grew up tall enough that all of the baby fat fell into the right places and I can play basketball very, very well. I can play against six foot plus tall people and still make a, a shot from anywhere pretty much on the court. And even like backwards granny shots from across midpoint of court. And they go in the basket just magically, attractedly, magnetically because I have visualized it working and my brain and my muscles and the way it has just supposed to happen is just going to happen. My eyes are open to the abilities that I've learned. And even just this weekend, I was teaching a class to a Reiki student and I I was underestimated by her because of her own perception of her abilities. I tend not to talk too much about my own I'll say gifts or abilities when I'm teaching. I simply teach so that the student will understand what their gifts and abilities are. And this beautiful woman, I've worked with her for quite some time now as a client, and it was her proper time to learn. She decided to learn. And she was talking so much about the things that she'd experienced in her life. And she did what those basketball coaches did, and she underestimated underestimated me. And this is okay. It's a good thing because people have their life experiences. They have no idea what you've done. They have no idea what, what I've done, what I'm capable of doing. And my business is none of theirs, right? Unless you're listening to this podcast and you choose to take an interest in my life, this is fine. My student, when she was talking, we chatted about 
why I know what she was telling me to be truth. Because she said, no one's ever believed me except you. And I said, well, I know what you're telling me is the truth because I've experienced that too. Because over the course of my life, I've had certain things that I've seen or sensed or felt or heard through my perceptions and abilities that I've understood and I've come to examine them and review them and go over in my mind from my adult perception and determine what I can make the best knowledge of it. I don't choose to dwell in it from my um, past perspective, from my questioning all that is and need to figure it out. I just accept it for what it is. Your entire life story is what you make of it. It's your life, your perception, your choices to be happy or content or feeling well with what happens no matter what. Whether the coaches choose to give you bench time or, or floor time, whether or not you get chosen for a particular job, or whether or not you are just touted as the number one person at your existing job, you get to choose what that means. As I was working today on certain projects, I decided I was going to update my resume because my other one was not um, not doing what I wanted it to do. It didn't really showcase some of the things that I've done in that 17-year career I was telling you about at a certain place of business. And I just really wanted to focus on key points because everybody knows what you know, a design and construction project manager does. Not everybody knows quite the extent a 80-hour-a-week one does, but her 120-hour-a-week national one does, but this is neither here nor there. When I was putting that together, it opened my eyes to the worldly gifts and abilities I've learned. And over the weekend, I was exposed to the other worldly gifts and abilities that I've learned and been gifted with and that no one can take away from me, that I don't need validation from. And I've chosen to incorporate the two and kind of marry them together and understand that no matter what happens in my life, whether or not people decide to download my podcast, which they have, and I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me. Or buy my book, which is coming out in the fall, hopefully, perhaps early winter. Or whether they hire me for an amazing job that I will enjoy and love and make new friends and have awesome colleagues at, right? No matter what it is, I will have that choice. I will have the ability to perceive my choices and to be my own champion, to validate myself and to be my own champion, to be my own cheerleader, to be my own, to know, I know what gifts and abilities I have and I don't need someone else to pat me on the back and say, oh, great job. What a beautiful resume. I know it was fantastic and that's all I need, right? Maybe a proofreader is, is good to have, but 
it's okay. I, I wrote a darn book. I don't need a proofreader necessarily, right? I can just look at it with fresh eyes. So last week we talked about polarity and um, in episode 22. And I wanted to share with you how it showed up for me again because I was encouraged to by my girlfriend who she's a fellow coach. Um, she coaches women and I coach top performers and she is a top performer, let me tell you. So we, we swap coaching sessions back and forth and we had a beautiful coaching session last week. It was so exciting. And she said, share this with your listeners. And I said, oh, all right. Polarity. Oh my my last job, I had the best boss. He was so cool. He was spiritual. He was smart. He was kind and patient and just everything you would want in a boss. And if I hadn't have moved to Florida, I'd still have that job. I just adored him. And I adored the company, the owners, like everything was perfect about that job. And like, The space was beautiful. There was perfect natural lighting, plants. Um, Everything was organized and structured in the perfect way for a place of employment. Compensation was more than fair. Um, The work hours were structured perfectly. Like, it was a dream job, you guys. It was beautiful. What had happened for me last week was I had someone very devaluing of me. They tried to cut me down and say they didn't even look at my resume and they said that uh, I wasn't worth what I was asking for and they said that um, a lot of insulting things, they were very arrogant, they were very rude, they had obvious money block issues, and if you know anything about money mindset and success mindset, they, they just really looked down on people. I, I did a little digging before even speaking to them, and I saw that they have a lot of political posts that are ugly and very polarizing on their social media account. I saw that they had a lot of just negative energy surrounding them. They swore they took the Lord's name in vain. They were just nothing that aligns with Kelly Pierce. And I thought, oh my gosh. And and my coach, my friend, friend first, coach second, she said, why are you even worrying about this for one second? Like you shouldn't try to fit in this box that doesn't align with you. Like financially, Uh, energetically it just doesn't align with you even a little bit like and I said I know it was you know kind of a favor and my friend thought they were doing me a favor and I thought I would just go with it and she said just stop it you don't owe anyone anything and I'm just drawn to tell you about this because it was not out of validation it was the old people-pleasing aspect of me like okay I should do this and and maybe it was a little bit of scarcity that I was falling into because that was this mindset that that other party had like they just are worried about paying people the least amount of money and just getting a good deal and being so weird and I'm like oh my gosh this is just not me so I 
slept on it. I mean, obviously I prayed about it and I slept about on it. And I, I mean, I knew my answer even before it had happened because I had knots in my tummy. Just meeting with the person just didn't feel right. It was just like, this just feels so weird. It's just not in alignment with me. It's just not congruous with how I do business and how I treat people. And it just didn't feel right. So I sent an email as professionally and concise as I know how, having worked in, you know, business and law and corporate structure and everything else. And I just said, look, I rescind all expectations. I want nothing from you. Like I knew I would never garner respect. I don't need it from that person. I give it to myself, right? I honor myself. I value myself. I choose to be happy where I am and I will take my valuable services elsewhere. Later that night, I couldn't sleep. Something happened. Oh, there was a big lightning storm here in South Florida. Huge crash of lightning and a peal of thunder woke me up about four o'clock in the morning. And I love the storms. They're gorgeous and beautiful. And the light show, right? God's bowling with his angels and it's so fun. However, I like to sleep too. <laughs> but I was, my mind started thinking about this situation that I hadn't yet resolved. And I just thought about the energy of this person being so disrespectful and so negative and toxic to you know, my path, at least, I don't know what they do to other people in their path, or however it may come off in the world. And I just started to get so agitated, and I couldn't even enjoy the raindrops that I could hear outside. And I didn't have peace in my spirit. And I thought to myself, well, what can I do? Because I can't do anything about this situation, but I can do something about my thoughts. I can do something about my emotions. I need to calm down. So what is the polar opposite of this uh, personality trait that's being exhibited? And I started to think about my um, most peaceful, most loving, most gentle and unconditional love, forgiveness and just loving feeling, someone who really loved me with all their heart and accepted no matter what, and I thought of my Oma. Then, of course, the emotions, because of that intensity of emotions being on the scale, I started crying. <laughs> I missed her so terribly. I just started crying and I had to get up. I didn't want to disturb my husband or the cat or anything. I was like, oh my gosh. So I got up and I went in the bathroom and I just cried. And I just let the emotions just kind of come over. And I just prayed about it. And I just, you know, gave it all to God again. Because <laughs> really that's all we can do. When we have these things, especially with grief, you know, expectations, the hopefulness of what this opportunity had been initially presented to me as, missing that love and acceptance, feeling guilty over not being there for her in her last, you know, weeks or hours of her life, just felt awful. And I just cried. <laughs> and it isn't always easy, but it's always real. 
And that's what matters. It's the authenticity of the life experience. You know, when you're a child and you're you're sitting on the sidelines and you're wondering, am I going to get picked? Am I going to get picked? You just don't know. And sometimes you get assigned as captain and then you're terrified because you don't want to pick the wrong person or get, you know, maybe you don't want to hurt your friend's feelings or you don't want to pick a losing team or you don't want to pick a winning team. You have all these things running through your head. You don't want to make the wrong decision. But what truly matters is having a real life experience and doing what feels real for you. Being able to make your choices and being happy and content and feeling well with what happens inside of them. Feeling soul-centered in yourself and feeling grounded and validated by who you are and knowing that you know, gosh, it's just a game. (laughs) You get a certain amount of days, just like in a game of kickball, you get a certain amount of hours or minutes rather that make up the game, whether it's an hour. But in your life, you just get a certain amount of time. So if you're doing something that's out of alignment or out of congruency with what you want, it's going to be a horrible time. So don't worry about what it is that you're doing that's going to feel scary at first when you're making a choice or maybe you you feel out of alignment with sitting at home being depressed on the couch and not getting out of your pajamas and not changing your clothes not taking a shower that doesn't feel right for you then take a next step that is right then maybe get cleaned up and um, go for that walk and maybe brush your teeth and Set down to write your memoir. Know that you're never alone and those little nudges that tell you to do something different, slightly different. The simplicity of admiring something in your backyard, of going outside and and watching the birds fly. It can be that easy. It doesn't have to be overcomplicated. It's something to be enjoyed this life. Every day we get is a gift. That's why they call it the present. (laughs) I know that's cheesy. It's on a bookmark I have, but it's so true. (laughs) But allowing yourself to feel your own power, your own worthiness, not giving it away to someone else and not even feeling bad. Even, Even that guy who said something about my own worth or something crazy like that. Yeah, it ticked me off in the moment. It was insulting, and he said a whole lot more things, but by now, I've forgotten about it because I give all those things to myself. My eyes are open. My heart is full, and I am able to move forth with peace and centeredness and knowing exactly what I want. So even in the hard times, they are gifts. They are gifts to you, they're gifts to me, to show me exactly what I need, what I need to know, what you need to know, to move forward in the best way possible for your best and highest good, in your best interest. I truly hope you receive some value out of this. 
If you enjoy helping people, if you enjoy um, giving people wisdom and knowledge and, and gifts, please share this with a friend. I would be so grateful if you would do that. If you'd like to learn more about me or maybe set up a time to chat, my email address is info at quantumhighways.com. And feel free to leave me a review if you feel like it's a positive thing in your life. We'll talk soon. Take care. Until next time.